Hello and welcome. My name is Tecla Francesco, and I'm trying to spread the word about how practicing the law of attraction can significantly improve your physical and mental health. Join me and like-minded friends to learn more about gratitude and how to manifest health and wellness beyond your wildest dreams. I've been practicing these principles for years with incredible results from resolving chronic pain to dissipating daily anxiety and reversing a digestive diagnosis. My goal is for you to leave our weekly episodes with easy and actionable steps to implement effortlessly into your day-to-day life so you can reach your own personal health and wellness goals. Hello and welcome back to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. Thank you so much for pushing play today. I am your host, Tekla, and I'd like to start every episode with something I'm thankful for in my life. Today, after a lot of reflection, I am truly grateful for my partner, Nate. It has been such a challenging week for me, and I haven't been in an ideal emotional state, as much as I hate to admit that, and Nate has been so supportive, understanding, and helpful this entire week. He really listened to me and he's been there for me and I'm very, very thankful for that. When you're going through a challenging time, it is important to have someone to lean on, whether that's a friend, a partner, a family member. You don't have to deal with everything yourself. And as someone who is notoriously independent, that is something I've struggled with for a long time. But you know what? People aren't judging you when you ask for help. You don't have anything to prove to others or yourself. And in my opinion, it's really a sign of emotional growth when you get to a point where you realize you can be vulnerable and reach out and ask for support when you need it. And on that note, on to today's topic. We're going to talk about how to be okay with not being okay. I think this is an important topic to cover because I'm always stressing the importance of high vibe emotions and improving your overall state of being when it comes to manifestation and health. And I want you to know that living 100% of the time in a state of joy and love and happiness isn't realistic. This week, as you know, hasn't been my best week and I haven't been feeling my usual self and I certainly haven't been in my typical high vibe state of being. I want to be honest with all of you. It's been an incredibly tough week for me. I've been working with a functional medicine doctor on my PCOS and just got all my results back. For those of you that aren't as familiar with PCOS, it's polycystic ovary syndrome. And it is essentially characterized as a hormone disorder that impacts your menstrual cycle, causing a variety of issues like weight gain, irregular cycles, acne increased hair growth, and for some, infertility. I wasn't really aware of this until I addressed and healed several other health issues over the past few years. And that's when this surfaced, which I find really interesting. So this week, I went to the functional medicine doctor for an appointment, which lasted a few hours to review all of my results. Some of you might not know, but when you go and work with a functional or integrative doctor, you get hundreds and hundreds of tests done. And 95% of those tests are not done by your regular GP. So sitting through results from 200 plus tests 
and talking through the areas of my health that need optimization is challenging. It's always tough to hear someone tell you something is off or wrong or could be better, right? Whether that's regarding your health, your finances, your relationship, whatever it is, when you hear that, it doesn't put you in a great mood. And that's especially challenging when I've been putting in so much time, effort, and energy into this area already, as you know. As I was reflecting on whether to share this or not, I had this big dramatic entrance for my ego. And in full transparency, my ego was telling me to keep this quiet and not share it with all of you. There's definitely a part of me that was nervous to do so because you're all listening to me for advice about how to heal. And that's when I had to remind myself that being authentic is my number one priority and always the way to go. Authenticity is such a high vibe, and when you're true to yourself, you're living in alignment and being vulnerable. And people will either accept that about you and love you for it, or they won't, and there's not much you can really do about it. There have been ups and downs in other parts of my health journey, and I had to remind myself that this is no different. It's one piece of that puzzle that I'm slowly putting back together after years of treating my body and mind like absolute garbage. It's taken years to clean up that mess and restore all of the things I shattered over time. And I'm really, really, really hoping this is the final piece of the puzzle. In fact, I'm doing more than that, actually. I'm manifesting that. You heard her here first, friends. I'm manifesting that this is the end of my health journey and healing all of the issues that I experienced and caused myself over the years. I think it's so easy to lose faith when you have hurdles and you face challenges in your life and in your health, especially when you've already overcome so many hurdles. I've definitely had moments where I'm thinking, what am I doing wrong? How is this the universe aligning in my favor? And I did reflect on that a lot this week with intentional thought and journaling and meditation. And there's something I learned recently that helped me to process this and I wanted to share it with all of you. Your subconscious brings unresolved issues to the surface when there's an opportunity to heal them. And the goal of your subconscious is to really seek balance and harmony. Now, I could choose to see this latest hurdle as a sign that the law of attraction isn't real and that I've done nothing so far that has helped, or I could choose to see this as me creating the space for healing because now I'm in a place to do so. I'm working from a place of alignment. I truly believe that's why this is coming to light now. Like I said, I haven't had these symptoms for longer than a few months, really. And I don't think it's a coincidence that these symptoms presented themselves after I'd already addressed several other major and honestly, arguably more severe health issues. I didn't have the space to identify or really address this a few years ago. I was literally numb to my entire body for such a long time. And I know PCOS doesn't happen overnight. I'm sure there were other signs that my hormones weren't balanced, but my body was in survival mode for so long and I was so disconnected that I didn't see it. 
it's only really been due to my law of attraction journey over the past few years that I've woken up and realigned with my body and mind and finally found the space to first kind of identify these issues and then heal them. This is where I want to circle back to the concept of divine timing. I think I mentioned this last week, and it's a really important part of the law of attraction. The universe really does know best, and everything that is happening is happening for a reason. Similarly to how your subconscious raises issues when you have the opportunity to resolve them, divine timing only places things in your path when you can best deal with them. Everything happens in your life at the exact right moment for you. And we might not understand this, why, or be able to make sense of these circumstances, but I think in time, everything becomes clear. There are signs that divine timing is happening in your life, and you might start to notice these if you're in a similar situation to mine. You might see synchronicities, which we talked at length about last week, so if you missed that episode, go and catch up. You might start to see patterns or numbers in repetition like 1111 or 222. Some people refer to those as angel numbers. You might become more in tune with your gut instincts. And these are not to be ignored, friends. I think when you have a gut instinct, it's because the universe is trying to encourage you to go down the path that's right for you. And when you choose to ignore it, The universe acts in less subtle ways. Haven't you noticed that? When you have a gut feeling about something or someone and you ignore it, I feel like our initial feelings about that person or situation are soon validated and events occur that cannot be ignored and force you to take action in one way or another. Part of the law of attraction is coming to terms with the fact that you're being guided. Whether that's by the universe or God or Allah or whoever it is that you believe in, you're being guided. And when you try and reject that guidance, it's not going to help because the things that unfold for you are for your greatest good, despite your conscious actions and behaviors. So let's talk more about being okay with not being okay. When you're not okay, you're having these hard, draining, consuming emotions like sadness and fear, anger and jealousy, and you need to give yourself time to process them completely or they will manifest in other ways. I know I've touched on this before, but I really want to stress the importance of this processing step. When you experience an event that evokes strong emotions, like the ones I just mentioned, that event becomes part of your subconscious. And your subconscious files that away because it had such a big impact on you that it must be important, right? Your subconscious doesn't judge the nature of that event and decide if it's good or bad. It just deems it as important and kind of flags it as something for you to hold on to. When you move on quickly and don't give yourself time for grief or sadness or anger, you aren't moving on by any means. It kind of just gets filed away as incomplete and your brain, when similar situations occur, brings that back up and your subconscious reminds you that you've been in a similar situation before. I think people really underestimate how critical it is to process your emotions. 
it can be so detrimental to your physical and mental health if you don't. Not only can, you know, these negative emotions manifest in disease, eventually, if you fall enough away without processing, you're going to find another outlet to cope. And that might be consuming excessive alcohol or binge eating or restricting food, or you might find yourself addicted to a substance or any other really less than ideal coping strategy. When your mind doesn't have a way to manage, it's going to gravitate towards something to numb that emotion and pain and make you feel comfort in some way, at least initially. I'm going to dedicate an entire episode to this because I think it's an intense topic and it does deserve a full attention. But the point is that you need to sit with your emotions for a while and feel them. And my word, does it suck? Yes, it's painful and hurtful. And you can feel it everywhere in your entire body. There is truly no way to escape it. So when you're having a tough day or week, allow yourself the grace and the space to really sit in it. Be angry, be grouchy, be sad, be all the things. And it will get easier the more time you spend processing and eventually you aren't so consumed by it anymore and you can start to move on and find your way up that emotional scale. That said, do not rush this process, please. I don't want you to be anxious about it and I don't want there to be any hesitation with spending a week or two or even three weeks experiencing negative emotions because it isn't going to impact your overall state of being. Remember, our goal is to be positive or in a positive frame of mind for at least 51% of the time. So if you're looking back on your entire year, are those three weeks going to put you off track? Absolutely not. It's like a little blip on the radar. But when you don't spend time processing, that's when you start to see yourself veer off course. Think about it like a boat traveling from point A to point B. You keep adding extra weight and baggage and eventually the tide changes and the boat is so heavy, it's sitting so low in the water and you can't keep it straight on course. And all of a sudden, your destination changes. Don't stress about it. Just give yourself permission to feel shitty and then when the time is right, you'll start to feel better again. Things aren't always sunshine and rainbows. If you've never experienced or witnessed any struggle, you wouldn't have the perspective to be truly grateful for all of the amazing things happening in your life. It's just part of the process, and I'm in it this week with you, friends. I'm just trying to get the bare minimum done so I can give myself space to process. I'm not working out. I'm eating quick and easy frozen meals. I'm wearing comfortable clothes that definitely don't match. I'm not running any errands or cleaning the house. I'm only doing gratitude when I have the energy. I'm just kind of sitting in the bluff for a while and watching trash TV. And if this resonates with you, I want you to not overthink it. Don't compromise your beliefs because of a few down days or weeks. Don't throw all your hard work away because of a little hiccup. And don't give in to your ego because it will be in full force. I can assure you that. The universe is conspiring in your favor and only wants the best for you. So 
Soon it will all make sense, even if it doesn't right now. Do I feel like thinking about how all of this is part of the master plan for me right now? No, that's for sure. All I'm focused on right now is the new season of Too Hot to Handle, which is just as truly bad as ever, so bad that it's brilliant. And what am I going to do over the next few days? Check in with myself once a day and just see how the processing is going. I make sure that even though I'm not really doing anything super productive, I carve out time in the mornings for processing. I'm listening to high-frequency music for a few hours while I shower and get ready for the day and just give my brain time to think if it wants to. I'm just spending a few hours intentionally reflecting, and then I leave my evenings for some easy reality TV watching. I'm not trying to distract myself from the emotion either with, you know, the reality TV because that's not what we want. I'm making the priority each day processing and then leaving space for that mindless fun in the evenings. What am I going to do after I get over this kind of emotional hump? I'm going to sit down and when I don't have to force it, I want to find positives in the situation. I'm going to start with a few things like I'm truly grateful I'm addressing my hormonal irregularities now while they're manageable rather than putting it off for a couple of years when the situation might have worsened considerably. I might also include something like, I'm truly thankful that I had the courage to advocate for myself and my health so I can more quickly get back to experiencing a better quality of life. When you're so emotional though, it can be really hard to take a step back and gain the perspective needed to write a list like this. And that's why I'm waiting until after I feel a little bit better because I want that list to be comprehensive and intentional. When you're feeling down, not only do you have some blocks when it comes to thinking clearly, you're just not in the mood for gratitude. And that's fine. That's okay. I still know I'm on the right path for me because. I'm still seeing synchronicities several times a week, and that's really a nice reinforcement and validation that I'm doing what I need to be doing. Okay, friends, so there's really nothing for you to work on this week unless you're happening to be feeling miserable like me. I just want you to remember this content and maybe come back to this episode when you're feeling down. How boring would your life story be if there wasn't ever any ups and downs? It would be totally void of inspiration and completely uninteresting. And guess what? If you're listening to this, I can guess that you're the furthest thing from uninteresting. I'm sure you have main character energy because you want to be the star in your own life, as you should. We love a struggle because opportunity and success often follows a struggle. And we love a comeback story. Who doesn't love a comeback? Think about all those people you admire. I'm sure that they overcame more than one hurdle in life, and that's what makes them inspiring to you. Okay, for next week's topic, I will release just a few teasers starting Tuesday for the upcoming episode on social. If you want to jump over and give me a follow on Instagram, I'm at healyourself with L-O-A. That's healyourself with L-O-A. L-O-A is in law of attraction. And that's all. So thank you for listening today. If you're listening on Apple, a five-star rating goes a really long way. And if you have a few more moments and want to leave a review, that would be awesome. 
and it really helps other people understand the value found in this content. Spotify doesn't have a review option, but does have star ratings, so please leave a rating if you could. It really does help me so much. That's all for now. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.